coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Super Bowl Friday. You made it. Job well done across the board, everybody. Yeah, a couple of days from kickoff. We're in the most important football game of the season. Hey, man, it's one of those deals. They had the little NFL honors last night. So that's kind of like the official countdown to the game. You know, get through all the kind of BS going on. And then uh, the game starts, you know, or, you know, I mean, the, the haze in the barn, you know, it's kind of. Walk through, kind of a jog through practice, you know, sharpen up, making sure the game plan is tight, focus in. Obviously, curfew is definitely in effect. Um, hopefully, nobody breaks curfew. Um, but somebody always does. Yeah. But, I, I, like I said, hopefully nobody breaks curfew. And, then, and it's and, L.A. And and people can just show up and play and, and give out their best efforts. So. for me. It's L.A. I don't care you, where it's at. I'm just saying I hope they don't break You curfew. know who showed up in L.A. this week, right? You know who was already there and then who showed up in large abundance? Distraction. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's – All the Distraction Sisters showed up. All of the Chaos uh, – the, 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 the Chaos Sisters, the Chaos Cousins, they all showed up. All right. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure, but I'm sure that uh, – <laughs> well, the Rams will be at home. I mean, I, I think that they're, they're there. They probably won't be – you know, look, I mean, you're playing for the – I mean – you're playing for the biggest thing ever in your career. This is, this can, you know, set you up for things in your life that you can't even dream of in your football career. So ideally, you'd like them to stay focused. So, but, but Jay, we every Super Bowl, somebody goes out and double dumbs the 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 two days before Super Bowl. Like this is when yeah. it really like. So who for, was it last year? Well, it was Andy Reid's son. Remember the whole yeah. distraction? Oh yeah, thing? before right. yeah, he got in an accident or whatever. Right. Was that before? I thought it was, it was before. After. It was before they left for the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, like, you're right. This week, yeah. and and so we understand we don't hear all of it. Like mainstream doesn't hear all of it, but within the circles, you hear, you know, who invited in side 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 woman number two and three. We know right. who who went to the to the club one hour too late. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean. I'm sure it's a little stuff like that, but as far as like legal trouble, where you take the exact the focus away from the game, like Eugene Robinson and all that stuff, and was it Stanley? Uh, what was the guy that Stan, was for the Stanley, Bengals? Stanley, Stanley Wilson. Stanley Wilson and all that. I think that's that's with that's the Bengals. A, yeah, like think about Bengals. it. The last time the Bengals were there, the lead story on Saturday was that he Stanley, was missing. Yeah, he was missing. Well, then uh, you got to think you had Barrett Robbins when the Raiders played the uh, and and his was look. I'll tell you this. And the Raiders he, were favored, he, right? Raiders. Was, yeah, but it was – I mean, his is a mental health issue, and obviously it never was even thought of uh, at that point in time. So I'm sure guys are going to lock it in and, and try to get focused, and, and uh, I'm sure security is heightened, you know, considering it's L.A. Um, so, you know, at, at this point in time, you know, you're just kind of wasting time and trying to not – trying to stay focused but not trying to 
you know, overthink it. You know, just like Scott said, you know, and, and Troy said, you just want to, you know, look, you're, it's trying to treat it like another game, knowing it's not, but you want to go out there and make sure uh, when, when game time comes, obviously two hours before the game, and then obviously play those three or four hours of the game that you're at your peak. 402-464-5685. Start having text on Honda Lincoln Hotline. Uh, Jay Foreman, Rico. Uh, you can follow on the Starter Hammond video stream. We're up. Make sure that we're up on Facebook and Twitch and YouTube uh, so that folks can engage that way. Uh, so last night, the NFL honors. Aaron Rodgers gets the MVP. Your thoughts? Uh, well, I think it, they, they said the, the vote was in um, a week or two before the season ended. And so it didn't have anything to do with the playoffs. So he kind of was the front runner. Um, but, you know, what's crazy is if you look at the stats, and they didn't know Brady was going to retire, um, but he led the league in everything. So I find it hard that there wasn't the last-minute change. You know how they have the envelope already sealed, and then next thing you know, ooh, it looked like it had been opened and vacuum-sealed again, and Tom Brady's in there. So Tom Brady, had, I mean, he has enough, but Aaron Rodgers played at an MVP level, you know, and uh, he did the Aaron Rodgers thing. He played really good in the regular season and kind of – you know, filled up the Huggies in in the playoffs, but he's the MVP. He deserved it, you know, just as much as Tom Brady uh, did. I think Aaron Rodgers probably, besides week one or week zero, you know, with the extra game, was pretty dominant and consistent. And, you know, Brady had a couple games, you know, they lost 9 nothing, and, you know, when everybody was hurt and then, you know, and stuff like that. So then they hit a lull. But at the end of the day, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers won. Uh T.J. Watt won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Cooper Cup won his, uh, which, you, you know, generally you think, oh, maybe Brady could sneak in and get that one. But when he had, what, 11 games over 100 yards, that's a that's a Hall of Fame type of year. You know, and, that, and, so, and so not only was he dominant, he was consistent, and he's on the team that's in the Super Bowl. So everybody won. Uh, let, let me you, ask you a question. Let me ask you a question because this, this is where – those folks across the country make folks ponder. So what if the MVP voting wasn't done until last week? Does, oh, Brady Brady wins. Why wouldn't Joe Burrow win it? Oh, uh, because in the playoffs he hadn't done anything. Are the Bengals on the Super Bowl without Joe Burrow? Remember who yeah. they were without him. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you're talking – but he didn't have the stats with it, though. Like that's great and all, and, and he's Joe Cool. Stats versus production, right? There's a difference between stats. Right. But if you're and on production. a win, that'd be like saying Trent Dilfer. I mean, well, no, no, that's no. That's always well, the outlier. You talk well, about but, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. I'll just throw Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson. But, well, in, no, so. no, no. But Dilfer didn't do what what Joe Burrow has done with this team. Fair. We won a Super Bowl with the team. He won. Ray won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but Joe Burrow's the but, best yeah, player on the Bengals. Right. Him and Jamar Chase. Right. So. And he has a host of other guys. I'm, okay. I'm not taking anything from Joe Burrow, but Tom Brady would have probably won the MVP. Okay, then what about Aaron Donald? He probably won Defensive Player of the Year, right? If they get to, I mean, if he won. Forward, he won. He would have won Defensive Player of the Year, but T.J. Watt was balling anyways. I mean, he well, he set the record. Yeah, he set the record. the record, and then he still balled out in the playoffs. So, I mean, the only thing I would see would have changed would have been the MVP because Rodgers played so bad, um, and Green Bay went out like. Right. A bunch of saps. Right. Which, in case, would have brought Brady into it. Maybe Joe Burrow, but he hadn't had – he never had the the game. You know, the game where he – you know, I guess you could say Tennessee 
but the game where he was like, yeah, he, you know, you know, drove him down and did, you know, and really lit it up. Coach but, of the year. Whew. Well, I like Vrabel. Again, it's it's the regular season, and with the host of injuries, you got King Henry out after week six. They still go twelve and four. Um, on the flip side, you could give it to Matt Lafleur, Lafleur or Lafleur or whatever his name is. Um, there's plenty of coaches you could give it to. Hey, Zach Taylor. Zach, that, that, right, that, that, that's that. where that's where I'm at, right? The, right. The, the, I mean, I find it hard the fact that they that that Vrabel won with that type of vote, considering. You don't want to take anything away from a 12-4 and four, one, one seed. But what Cincinnati's done, right, start out hot, go through a serious lull, coach almost at thinking about re- replacing him. You know, after like week eight, they're talking about, you know, is he going to make it to the end of the season? And then they win the AFC North. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that Zach Taylor didn't win it, but, you know, you can't fault that uh, Vrabel won it. And sometimes, you know, it's the regular season award versus the whole season award. It's no different with the Heisman, you know. How many Heisman winners have went on to big bowl games and, and kind of, you know, not played very well? Ton. But, you know, it's a regular season award. So, you know, there's plenty of guys. There's always, you know, winners and losers and, and guys that get snubbed and, and should have won and could have won. It's no different when Pro Bowl votes come out, right? It's always like, oh, well, um, like Darius Leonard for the Colts. Like the first year that he really jumped on the scene, he didn't make the Pro Bowl. But his stats were better than four guys that made it. Well, then he makes it the next two years, and and, uh, and so um, I'm sure you know, you know Zach Taylor and those guys are gonna have a great season next year as well, and they'll probably be have a leg up on another up and coming uh, coach or quarterback that's you know maybe burst on the scene and has like a I don't even want to call the the Bengals season a magical season because they're extremely talented. I think the quarterback has really helped them out and. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, steady the Rocky Waters, um, regardless of how uh, how the offensive line is played and pass protection. Because the offensive line can't be that bad because Joe Mixon, you know, ran for, you know, 1,200 yards. So, you know, obviously they, they, they're getting on blocks and doing something going forward. You know, as far as pass blocking, you know, they've been struggling. And um, it would be interesting to see how they handle an even better pass rush. I guess what you could say Kansas City – you know, the Kansas City had Jones. He obviously he's not. You know, I'd probably put Donald before Jones, but you know, Jones is, is right there. You mm-hmm. know, and then you had um, Melvin Ingram. It looked like the Melvin Ingram, you know, pre-injury from San Diego. So then you got, you know, obviously a okay, Von Miller. That may be a wash right now. And then you got Frank Clark. That's kind of like Lloyd, right? Now I'm gonna tell you who's gonna be the the outlier or the guy that goes under the radar. It's number 91. He's like he plays like their nose, and uh, and he plays the in like the tilted nose, or he plays a shade in their four man rush. Homeboy has been really, really one. He's he's had a sack or half a sack in the two games. What he also has done is flush the quarterback, then that leads for Donald because because Donald and those guys play with extremely you know great effort, and he collapses the pocket. So what that does for a quarterback, you got a lot of trash down and you know by your knees and hips. So you can't step up and gun it. You can't go out right or left because you got two outside guys that can hawk you down. And then with St. Louis, or not with St. Louis, but what the Rams have at the second level, a little bit smaller linebackers that can run, right? Because they know that our our front four or three or whatever they run, if they go their five-man front and a three-four, can handle one-on-one. And so the the button-press type of linebackers, they don't need that much. But what they can do to offset Joe Burrow 
and the short passing game is either do a spy, have a short hook hook guy. So any cleanup is going to be, um, you know, taken care of. So I'm sure they're well aware of Joe Burrow's escapability the last two games on crucial third downs, getting away from Chris Jones, not once, but twice. Essentially, those two plays won the game, right? Third and eight, third and nine, he, he ran for, you know, good enough for first downs both times. So, um, you know, the Rams have a good defense and set up to, you know, do well against Cincinnati. The problem is Cincinnati has offense that's set up to do very, very well against the Rams because their passing attack is efficient enough, both, um, you know, intermediate, middle, and deep, to where their catch, you know, the catch percentage is still high enough to where they can move the ball, passing the ball. Uh, the tight end is going to be back, and their backup tight end is good. Joe Mixon can catch out of the backfield. Then you could offset it with a little bit of a thumper and parrying, right? They're running back 34. Then you got three receivers that all can go. So, yeah, Jalen Ramsey might be on Jamar Chase, but don't think that they're not going to tr- test Jalen Ramsey. Here's what Jalen Ramsey is. He's, a, he's, he's very, very long, and he's, a, he's the best cover guy, but he's a long strider, right? So what I'm assuming that Cincinnati will do and what Jamar Chase is done really well and then you know obviously you could talk to coach joseph is you're going to want to get him to move and you want to get him to you know get him you know uh on shorter routes get him to move right because there's a long beat him deep that's not what you want because that's i mean that's not going to work out well for you getting to move double moves um option routes stuff like that to kind of back them off back them off you so um now they're not going to throw at him all day because that's asking for Jalen Ramsey to be the Super Bowl MVP, but you're not going to just say, "Hey, we got the you know one of the best receivers over here in the in in the NFL, regardless if he's a rookie or not, and just not throw the ball to him because he's been doing work against everybody." I, I here here's the vibe I get from this. Go back to 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 '83, Washington Raiders, Monk, Charlie Brown, and company coming on fire. Greatest offense in NFL history. Most production. Sure, yeah. Value. Enter Lester Hayes and Michael Haynes. Right. See, what happens in the, in this space is that these defenders, especially elite defenders, oh yeah, they, in they, a big they, game, step up right. and make play. This is this this is the thing that just rides. Think back to Carolina when they had it moving with Cam. You walk in and you face a Denver yeah. team that that figured out that day what we were going to get done. Um, Washington oh, yeah. against Miami, Washington yeah. against Buffalo, Seattle and Denver, Seattle and Denver, yeah. where where elite defenders. Oh, they're gonna. I mean, look. I mean, you can take them out, and it's happened. You, take, you, know, yeah. you can take them out, but I just in my head, there are too many variables that have to go exactly right for Bengals to have the kind of offense. Oh yeah. Play that they, oh yeah. But they, I, they, yeah, I don't. I don't envision Cincinnati walking it up and down the field. But but to offset that. The Rams don't have a Michael Haynes. They don't. The Raiders rolled out with two Hall of Fame corners mm-hmm. and then two All Pro safeties, right? True. And then Facts. you had Howie Long and Lyle Alzado, which is a wash with the Rams. Mm-hmm. And it was a different game back then, where you could mug guys all down the field. And that's Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes is you know going to mug you. But here's the deal: the Rams don't have a number two corner equivalent to Jalen Ramsey. The Rams don't have a number three corner equivalent to. Uh, Jalen Ramsey or a Michael Haynes, right? Or the Legion of Boom, right? To offset that, which is the ultimate equalizer and the kryptonite for Cincinnati is them four or five rushers that they got, and they got 
two special dudes. Aaron Donald, who is that dude? Mm-hmm. Von Miller, who's getting his I call it the his sea legs back. And then you got Lloyd coming out there that's kind of under the radar. But this is why I say Coach Foreman defensively understands that Jalen and press cover. Remember, Jalen's not going to have to cover Chase 40 yards. Oh, no. This is press This is press coverage to give the five time to get home. Right. Right. And I know Jay Foreman was sitting back rubbing his hands going, okay, everybody, we're going to be impressed, man. Oh, I and- like my chances. I like my chances. <laughs> I like my chances with Jalen Ramsey, even if – or, yeah, Jalen Ramsey, and even if Chase gets a couple – I like my chance with Jalen Ramsey all game long against Chase, right? Knowing Chase is going to get his, but knowing eventually Ramsey is going to get hit, get his as well. I don't think that's going to lose me because that's game. tip ball, it's right, batted right. ball. Like there's and, a lot and, of and, things. and look and look the throwing it in not the normal windows in practice, throwing it tip at the line of scrimmage a little bit off. I always say the operation time is going to be off, right? Mm. Now then, now conversely, what I'm going to try to do is find a way to eliminate all the other dudes. Now that's what Zach Taylor is going to have to do to find a weakness against the Rams. And, and the best way to offset the Rams is to get movement at the line of scrimmage in the run game. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to offset any yeah. pass rush. Now, yeah. until if they can do that and rush and run the ball enough to keep them honest, everything else opens up. Yeah. But if you come out and, and they're and they're you're not moving them moving them on the line of scrimmage, and so forth and and so on, you know, then you know it's a it's going to be a hard day for him because look, one of the sneaky big pickups in that golf trade was Ashawn Robinson, right? Big Alabama defensive tackle, still young. Uh, they got rid of Michael Brockers, who actually was their defensive captain. He goes to Detroit, bring back uh, Ashawn Robinson, who's kind of underneath the radar. He has helped the run game because he is a run stopper to go with 91, and it freed up Aaron Donald, right? And then, then you bring in Von Miller, and then you got Lloyd, and then you got the other guys that can rush the passer. They got backups that could, would be starting on like 60% of the, of the, of the, in the NFL. Conversely, the thing that people aren't understanding, so Zach Taylor worked with and for, for Sean McVay. So when a, Sean McVay is a system guy, system. That's why that's why New England essentially I always say pulled pulled his pants down and smacked him on the butt. Once you find the concept, because the rules are the rules. Well, the, yeah, one, yeah that, once his you system, yeah, the rules his, are once the you rules. once you hone and this is why you never want to face Bill Belichick. In that time, at that time, at that time, they weeks. had the number one <laughs> defense. Now you got to think they had Gilmore, the McCordy twins, and Jackson, and then their slot corner was good. And then they were rushing the passer. Remember, they picked up they had Kyle Van Noy and all these guys, and you know, so they had they had all three levels. Well, you give them two weeks to hone in on your concepts of what you like to do. The Rams couldn't move the ball, so then what did the New England do? Brought the fullback in, right? Dude had the neck. He had the old school neck roll, right? Another offensive lineman, two tight ends, and then they had Gronkowski as the wing. So they had a another offensive lineman and Gronkowski who is. One of the best blocking tight ends of all time, and one of the best tight ends of all time, and then the backup tight end, and lined up and said, "You know, we're going like three yard fight, and we're just going to line up and beat you up." So that eliminated Aaron Donald, it eliminated that pass rush because they were double teaming him, and then it it'll wear you down. Yeah. If Cincinnati can replicate that, some Zach Taylor has intimate knowledge. Don't turn the ball over. Defense of Cincinnati don't give up big plays, right? That's what Cincinnati has to do. They have a pass rush too. They don't have it as as, as good as, as as the Rams, but those guys can rush the passer. Their second level, second level of Cincinnati's defense 
has to play the best game of their life. I think this is going to be a doozy. I think the, the, the group that nobody talks about, I mean, we've talked about quarterbacks and offenses and such. The Cincinnati defense hadn't gotten enough conversation. No. But Sam but we but, we'll, but we have time. So right. we'll, we'll get to the, the Cincinnati adjustments, defense. Adjustments, adjustments. Yeah. That defensive coordinator, I don't, can we look up his name? Yeah, I'll look it up. That he never interviewed for a job. I, I just this is this is you the get what I'm saying. So let's let's pause there because at that nine o'clock I do want to cover that. Um, that's the Better call his agent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it's the the work is required. Um, <laughs> yeah, the work is required. Uh, Rico will tell us what's up next. But before we go to break, uh, and again, Super Bowl squares. Uh, I'm going to give away two right here. If you can hit us on the text line with the answer to this question, I will give you some stats. And the first person that can come up with the Super Bowl MVP who had those stats will give you a, a, a Super Bowl square. This this MVP had 244 yards all-purpose and a kickoff return for a touchdown. Who was he? Give us that answer, and Enrico will tell us oh, what's up wait, after wait. that. I think I know who it is. <laughs> You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.